Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. I think. Thanks, sir. Maybe. Hey, welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and uh, it's an unbridled and untamed, so I got Andrew here with me. Hello. How you doing? Hello, good people. All those out there in radio land. Hope you are doing well. You're beautiful. You're loved. Oh. Have a great day. A little positivity coming at you. Start your day off with us. Yeah. Start your day off with us. Clean your room. Tell the truth. No, make your bed. That's the first thing everyone should do when they wake up is make their bed. Okay. And don't hit snooze. You hit snooze a bunch of time, that's the worst thing you can do for your mind. I'm a big... uh I'm a big snoozer myself. I used to be, but I heard somebody tell me that one time, and I tried it, and it made a difference. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? Made it, how it made a difference? Uh, I didn't seem as, like, it seems like when I hit snooze, I get more groggy than I, when I actually do have to get up, because then I'm like, oh, now i got to get up. But if I just get up, make my half of the bed, and start moving, Mm-hmm. My day seems to start off better. You a coffee drinker? I I, I drink a cup a day, probably. Yeah. You like uh, getting on the way to work, or you make it at home? Uh, it depends. Yeah. On my time, like sometimes I, sometimes I don't hit snooze, but I just oversleep. Like, like I'll I'll hit snooze and not know it. I'll hit snooze in my sleep while I'm sleepwalking. Like last night, if if last night would have been. Like a, a night before I had to get to work, I probably would hit snooze a bunch because we stayed up. I stayed up so late, but man, I woke up this morning and I was panicking because I, I didn't. I didn't set an alarm uh, last night. Yeah, and uh, I woke up and it was uh, seven twenty. Uh, I was I like, "Oh my up. god, I'm gonna be late for work." And I thought about it and I was like, "Wait a minute, today's it's, a good day. It's Saturday. I don't have to go to work." Yeah, like I like, uh, and this is gonna roll right into a, an ad for Munson and Brothers, but. I'm a, I am the type that will uh, hit, you know, sleep to the very last minute, like just enough time to roll out of bed and maybe be on time. But uh, if I have, you know, like a little morning routine, mm-hmm. it kind of gives me something to look forward to and get out of bed. You know, like uh, here's the Munson brothers, uh, you know, first thing first, uh, getting some balm in the beard. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, after the shower or whatever. And um, just having a couple of things I do, you know, hygiene-wise, just before getting the day going. And that kind of gives me, like, a routine. Like, to okay, I know that this is going to take 20 minutes, so i got to plan for that, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. When I go by routine, I tend to 
be completely messed up if it don't go like it normally mess goes. Your day up? Yeah. Like if I go, like I always have a routine at work of what I do. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do it, it's like I'm walking around like, what, what am I? What was I gonna do? <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Oh yeah. The, uh, it's about that time. Yes, right here. We had to take. A, you ever took this the Myers Briggs test? I haven't. Yeah, I talked about a little bit about it on the show before. Uh, it was, it's funny. I'm the uh, only person in the company that has this personality trait. They surveyed 63 people, and I was the only ESTP. ESTP. Yeah. Elaborate. So. The E is you could be, you can be a E or an I. You can be extroverted or introverted. And like I'm kind of just like right in the middle. I can swing either way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the S is a sensing versus intuition. And then thinking versus feeling. And then judging versus perceiving. Mm-hmm. And so like most guys are uh, E. Let's see, where's it at? Most guys are ESTJs or ISTJs. Like most male brains, of based on judgment, yeah, uh, rather than uh, perception. Mm-hmm. So, like you would be like judging the action of someone besides compared to stepping in their shoes. I'll give you a I th- yeah. I think you really hit the nail on the head. Uh, the the difference between the two is uh judgment is uh this is like lifestyle um judgment likes plan mm-hmm. and then perception likes spontaneity mm-hmm. just to be spontaneous and then the focus is uh judgmental uh personality trait is decisive self-regimented purposeful and then perception is curious flexible adaptable and then orientation is judgmental is exact and then perception is tolerant and then the last thing like in the work environment uh judgmental type focus on completing tasks make decisions quickly wants only the essential of the job perception focuses on starting tasks postpone decisions wants to find out about the job you think that uh you think that set like Ever, you said every man is a certain thing. Mm-hmm. You think that's based on what they went through in their life? Because I know with me, like when I was younger, I definitely was more judgmental. And I still am today, but it's always the judgment and then the turnaround of, well, you don't know. You, ain't, you don't know what it's like. And I say that because with me, things that I've done, people look at and judge me for. And I'm like, well, but you don't, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's in my head. You don't know the battles I go through, the monsters I talk to. I think that's just wisdom, you know. It might be. Maybe. And I think that's grace. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's just characteristics. It's fruits of the Spirit. I remember when I was in Mobile, when I was still married. Um, and this is, that's just personality type. That's not saying that if you, if you have a judgmental uh, personality that you're judgmental. Yeah. You know that you're always judging, but um, I think the only people we should judge is yourself. That's right. Uh, man, I was probably the most judgmental, like 
you know, the idea of Christian that, like, non-Christians, like, the stereotype, mm-hmm. perfectly, dude. It's very self-righteous. Mm-hmm. And then, like, after the divorce, it's like, um, I finally started getting things right. It kind of humbled me. Yeah. To where, like, I, I, I was kind of, like, I would say, like, a holier-than-thou mm-hmm. kind of mentality. And then after that, it was like, you know what? Well, that that holier than thou thing could probably be uh, uh, the holier than thou thing. That can be um, from the Christian side standpoint and the worldly standpoint, because I know a lot of people who aren't Christians that you know think that everything they do and say is yeah. <laughs> better than what you have. That every story you got, they got one better. If you jump 46 inches, they jump 48. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. It it can go both ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I think, and what's crazy is, like, they recommend taking that test twice. Mm -hmm. And that you you probably won't get it right the first time you take it. The Uh second time is, like, you can better nail down everything. Probably the first time people take it, they probably ain't as honest as they are on the second. That's That's right. Because the first time you take it, you 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 kind of read. You're trying to make yourself look a certain way. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tried to be as honest as I could be, and I, I was surprised. Like ESTP, I, I forgot like the breakdown on males. I think it's like only like 14 percent of males that's taking the test land on that. And I was like, well, that's wild. Hmm. It's rare. That's crazy. And I was out of 63 people at my company. I was the only one like this. Yeah. And when my uh, supervisor saw that, like. Um, you know, that just my personality, we were able to like work to bet work better together. Yeah. Because, you know, kind of stay out of my way. I don't like plans. I'm going to get the job done. It might be at the very last minute, you know? Yeah. And that's just the way that I am. Mm-hmm. And he's the opposite. You know, he likes playing plans and structure. And I was, I'm anti that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like we have one thing that we just started doing was uh, we had a meeting about it Friday just to make he wanted to make sure that we understood he said I'm about to start calling you and texting you while you're out in the field and asking you what you're doing and it's not to micromanage it's not you know to make make you feel like I don't trust you while you're out in the field like I I don't sit in my office thinking Alan's dicking off in the city all day. I know that you're doing your job, yeah. but he was, um, I just need to know it. as far as communication, we're not communicating enough Yeah, and just trying to have better communication. He might've told you that, but he's probably lying. <laughs> right. He's probably, he's probably just telling you that cause that's the right thing, politically correct thing to do. Yeah. That, that could be it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in the end of the day, if you text me, what am I doing? I don't mind. I'm reading a meter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, I'm installing a meter or, mm-hmm whatever yeah i don't mind i don't have anything to hide you know yeah yeah my boss is like that he'll uh well he is to some people with me he's not so much but me and my boss are different than others because he wasn't my boss he ain't always been my boss you know he worked beside me for a long time oh yeah we became friends before he was my boss and i don't take advantage of that i can't really but because he won't let it but I don't even attempt to mm-hmm. try to, you know, like, well, it's me, you know, it's me. If I, if I doing something or miss a day or something, 
Like I want, I need people to hold me accountable. Yeah, definitely. If I don't, I'll stray off quick. Oh yeah, man. I think we all do, and that's another thing about it. I think because uh, here lately he's been like um, really pushing like accountability. Mm-hmm. Is and that's his thing about like better communication. He's like that would help us to better hold each other accountable. Yeah, and because you're not staying on each other in like a, a pushy way. It's like all right, here's what we're here's what we're we're uh, focusing on because we have left. A couple of projects uh, kind of left undone that are, it's, pr- it's pretty serious. They need to be finished. And like, you know, four months goes by and you haven't, mm-hmm. you just keep ignoring it. Procrastinating. Yeah. And it's not like it's a difficult task. It's, you know, it's just. Yeah. I know all about it. I built a house. Mm-hmm. I still got things I need to be done. Yeah. So. There's a lot of people like that. A lot of people will put stuff off. And it can be the simplest thing. I know I've put I put stuff off all the time, and but when I finally do it though, I feel more accomplished mm-hmm. than when I get it done. It's yeah, like, I've been trying. I've been meaning to do this for months, and I finally did it. It's like you know the big um, May eighth. We're going to throw a party here, mm-hmm. and uh, we got the stiff tones coming to town, and uh, we're about to start working on this uh, daily. Is um, I mean just having a house or a trailer, or, you know, like your own place mm-hmm. uh upkeep is uh it's easy to let it go and like once you start letting it go dude it can get away from you yeah and so like we're just daily gonna start you know maybe it's just one room at a time and just like working slow Let, let's let's get the yeah. upkeep up mm-hmm. one problem i have with uh doing it like little by little is i'll do five little things over a six month period but then say you're cleaning yeah then at the end of that six months, the first thing you clean needs it again. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, you have to do it again. It's discipline. It's discipline. I think yeah. that's what, what a lot of people, I know it's what I lack in a lot of areas. But it's crazy. It, most of the time, the, where your discipline lies is where your heart is. What you love the most is where you're most disciplined at. Mm-hmm. Like with my wife and child, they're, they're the reason I keep going to, to work, to anything. And But that's the reason that I take. I care about my job so much because I know that I can't do as good a job. I can't give them the best that they need without me going to my job. Mm-hmm. But like stuff that doesn't affect them, like the upstairs of my house <laughs> that I haven't started on, I, it's it's hard for me. Of course, m- m- wood's expensive right now. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's another reason, and that's really the main reason I would guess because the money I would spend on that, I'm spending it on other stuff, you know. But. Yeah, a lot of things lately has kind of uh, gone up. I've been watching everything, everything. Like I went to the grocery store this morning. Yeah. And I didn't buy a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I had like four bags and I had a half a gallon of Milo sweet tea. Yeah. Fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? I go to Ashmore's. Okay, I was gonna say like the mom and pop grocery stores mm-hmm. are always more expensive. Yeah. They're better quality. In meat, anyway, especially yeah, I mean, main, and the I main did, department. Yeah, I did buy meat. a lot of meat today, too. Yeah, that that is definitely... Uh, we bought meat from Publix the other day uh, and was going to grill hamburgers last night with it. It's five pounds worth. The expiration date on the package said four twenty nine. so it's... I mean, it's, it hasn't reached that, but it's on the door, knocking. Mm-hmm. Dude, as soon as I cut it open, I smelled it, and I was like, mm-mm, I'm not eating this. 
because it smelled like deer meat. Like it had a wild gamey smell to it. Oh yeah, that's the burgers you cooked last night. Yeah, but I cooked. Yeah, that I fed the czar. Yeah. Because I said, I, well, I'm still gonna cook them. I'm not just gonna waste it. So I cooked them and fed them in my pit bull, and he loved them. Yeah, he did. He ate five pounds of meat last night. <laughs> I'd hate to be his. Uh, I'd hate to be his stomach today. Oh, he's he's tough. He's ate a lot of nasty stuff. I've watched it. He'll eat a squirrel whole. I fed him like that for a lot. When, last year during COVID when I was laid off or furloughed for. Yeah, furloughed. Whatever it is, four months, however long I was off. I, I Instead of going and buying a sack of dog food, me and him went walking through the woods and I'd shoot a squirrel. He hang whole. Like, I can't even, he won't, he won't let me get it and clean it and cook it for him at least. Mm-hmm. He just starts at the head and eats the whole thing, tail, fur. And I'm like, dude, you better chew them bones up. Dude. <laughs> That's going to hurt. Man, he's a good dog. He is. He's, like I told you last night, he's the best dog I've ever had. Yeah. Most loyal, the most well-minded. I'm having a brass statue made of him when he dies. <laughs> I don't care who I got, what I got to pay neither. But I'm going to have a brass statue made of him. I'm going to have it sitting on like a, yeah. like a monument base with his big plaque with his name on it and his birthday and when he died. And, oh, man. That's how much it means to me. I probably, and me and Jessica's both discussed that we're not getting any more animals, uh, anytime soon. Anyway, if we get anything, it'll be like goats or something. That yeah, like Jaja, man, she's what twelve? Twelve, yeah, she's twelve, and Zara's man. eleven, ten yeah, or eleven. I remember that when Jessica got that dog, man. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, yep. She's a good alarm. <laughs> <laughs> a little Pomeranian bouncing around, barks at everything. But and I hate it, but I like it. I hate it because when I get home, that's all she does: barks. And I can be looking at her; she can be looking at me. She knows who I am. She's barking until I scream hush at her. She won't shut up. <laughs> but I, uh, I'm just waiting to see how it goes. I've been wanting to get a uh, get me another dog. I think the uh, the next dog I'm gonna get is gonna be like a, a red or a blue healer. Yeah, those are smart dogs. Yeah, and we, we need a border collie at our house to help herd cows and yeah, man. I'm finna get some, probably for real, finna get some sheep. Because they're very easy to maintain. The only thing is they're stupid. Oh, they're but the dumbest. That's, but that's a good thing, though. Because you can control them better. And if I got a dog, I can just like, yeah. you know, go round them up and bring them in. Blue healers could do that, too. Yeah, they can. Mm-hmm. I just like border collies the way they look. I just, yeah, yeah. And if I do get a blue or red healer, which I might go to the pound and just get a mutt, I don't know. But it'll last longer. Yeah, but the, my thing is, is like I wanted to train it up, and it'd be my road dog. Mm-hmm. So if I could talk to work, be like, hey, you know, not play it off as like an anxiety dog, but I was like, I just want this. I just want to keep the dog with me. Yeah, you know, all times. Mm-hmm. And uh, just have him riding shotgun in the work truck or like. You know, if I'm on the road doing the podcast, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's the road warrior. Mm-hmm. What would you name him? Atlas. Atlas. Yeah, that's a cool name. That's a cool name. I've been looking at French bulldogs. Oh yeah, I don't know why I like them so much. I've always had big dogs besides Jaja, I and mean, she ain't really my dog. She's Jessica's dog, but I've always had a big dog my whole life. Yeah, I just wanted a small one. You remember my uh uh. Half wolf dog, yeah. What was his name? That was Gage. Gage. He was a good dog. Yeah, he was. He's I remember <laughs> we was throwing a party. This has been fifteen years ago, probably. We had a party, 
And there was one guy that he had never been to my house, and, um, you know, he asked where the bathroom was. I was like, you know, first door on the right down the hall. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, like, we had parties. I would keep uh, Gage back here in my room because he was a big, massive dog. He looked like a wolf. He's intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's harmless unless you come back in this room Yeah. without me. Yeah. And that dude opened up the door, and that was, I don't know if you remember, but we used to have, like, a love seat right mm-hmm. there where you're at. And Gage would just sit right there looking at the door until I'd let him out. Yeah. And that dude opened the door, and Gage saw it wasn't me. And dude, I, that dude came running down the hall. <laughs> like, and Gage, he left the door open, so Gage thought he was playing, you know? Yeah. Ran after him. Mm. And uh, he busted up in the kitchen. And he's like, dude, you got a damn wolf in your, <laughs> in your room. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, Gage, come here, man. I told him to sit down. He sat down by me, and he's like, that thing ain't going to eat my head off. Is and I was like, nah, he's harmless. Yeah. He just looks mean. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's about as mean as his owner, <laughs> which uh, I don't think he's got a mean bone in his body. But uh, <laughs> that was that was that's definitely been my favorite dog. I wish I could have brought it down to Mobile with me. Yeah, but he got hit by a truck. I remember he didn't like coons. Mm-mm. He hated coons, boy. Well, man. Got to revisit, uh, it was a little nostalgic last mm. night. Yes. Got to watch the new Mortal Kombat film. Yes, absolute nostalgia. And I, like I said, when y'all left last night, after we watched it, I watched it again. And uh, it was even better. You know, right when I got home, I mean, I didn't even sit my keys down on the nine stand good. I was, I want to watch that again. Mm-hmm. And that's rare with movies today. Very, very. I don't uh, ever do that, hardly. Like, one thing, like, I've been complaining about lately, and it's, you know, some of them are good. Like, uh, I like all the Rockies. I like all the Creed films. Like, that's a very great franchise. They're coming out with another one of them, by the way. Yeah. And then you you take things like Need for, or Need for Speed. Fast and uh, Furious. Yeah, Fast and Furious. I mean, they're, like, on number 13 now, and it's just like, uh, we're going to wreck a car into a spaceship on this one it's, mm. you know it's just action Jackson <laughs> yeah they're gonna have a Fast and Furious 28 one day with nothing but electric electric vehicles yeah but uh you know the Marvel movies uh this was made by Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers done a jam up job yes is um I didn't know any of these actors I had no, never I seen any of them before well I'd seen the uh the guy who played Scorpion he played in Wolverine. Oh, okay. okay. He, he was the dad of the girl in Wolverine. Uh, I knew him, but that's the only one. Yeah, and he's not like a big actor. Mm-mm. And Raiden kind of looked familiar, but I think, you know, his eyes are always lightning, so it, yeah. that kind of threw me off. But he looked familiar, and he, I've probably seen him because I, I love martial art movies. Yeah. Know, like Ip Man and stuff like that. And uh, He looks familiar, but I didn't, I didn't research it none. I did look up. Because we spent the whole movie trying to figure out who one of the main characters was. It was like, who's he, right. gonna, who's he going to be? You know, is he going, uh, is he going to get his thing and turn into Scorpion, or is he, is he Tommy Hawk? Is he, is he? Well, who is he? Yeah. And then I, you know, I text you after y'all left because I had to Google it, and, yeah. and they introduced a new character, and it was interesting because the article I read about it, the same director who did the first one did this one. 
and he got criticism, I guess, from Warner Brothers or from producers saying that, uh, you know, you don't need to introduce a new character. Especially make it the main character. Yeah. Right? But I liked it. I loved it. I liked his suit. I liked his. I liked his his Weapon. weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was all really really cool. He kind of looked like Aquaman. Yeah. But then it kind of looked like he was wearing like a basket weave shirt. <laughs> but he had like the kinetic absorption like Black Panther, mm-hmm. which is pretty sick, considering he could take anything you throw at him and throw it right back. Yeah. That that was pretty sick. Uh, I liked that the fact that the the movie was like the game very gory oh yeah very very gory yeah i was very pleased with that it was it was pretty sick i Uh, enjoyed it man like to rate this movie landstorm wise Mm. is like one to ten yeah one to ten ten i say ten ten Ten. like the story was good Mm -hmm. the characters were great Mm -hmm. and i i love like the way they done everything it was like uh you know the mark yeah uh, they did a good job with developing that, even like with how they develop their ability. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to unlock it. Yeah, and I like the the pitch on that. It's like it's an ancestral thing. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. bloodline. Yeah. type thing. I think it was cool that you know Mortal Kombat. The definition of that is a tournament amongst worlds, and there wasn't even a tournament. That was you that, know you know what we should have said I, before we talked about this. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Sorry guys, if you're listening now. Spoiler alert! You're gonna learn something. But it, but is it? You know. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Either way, even if we have, if we you think we spoiled it for you, please go watch it. Yeah, and it please. really hasn't. But yeah, I remember right when we finished the film. I think it was the last thing that we talked about before I left your house. Mm-hmm. Was there wasn't a tournament. But it's good for the story because, like, the whole time it's to build up. You're getting to know these characters. Well, the, the what they did in the movie was more entertaining to me than I think a tournament would have been. Yes, yeah. And that's what I that's what I enjoyed about it because the whole time, like, we was an hour and a half in the movie, and I'm like, man, when are they gonna fight in the tournament? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when is the tournament? You yeah. know, and it never came. And I'm like, yes, that means they're gonna do another one. <laughs> that and means they're gonna bring it. They're and, gonna and the keep inter- going. And the introductions to each of the characters it was yeah, almost yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it was good to get a background of a lot of them. Yeah, especially the Scorpion Sub Zero story. I never knew that about that. I've always thought Super Zero was the good guy. Yeah, always, and he's not. I, I thought this, that anyway. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, I always knew that uh, Scorpion was anti-hero. That he was on. Yeah. He was on no one's side. He was. Just I, out, he's out for revenge. Is all yeah. he's for. Yeah, he and I thought that Sub Zero was anti-hero too. Mm. I thought you know I thought uh, which reptile is evil. Yeah, and Smoke I always thought was kind of anti-hero, but he's evil. Yeah, but I I. I sure as crap thought all of those guys like mm-hmm. they didn't have a master. They played their own game, yeah. you know. But I, I enjoyed it, man. Yes, it was a great movie. It was great. I was worried about it because some people at work, <coughs> some guys at work, had told me that they had read where it had been getting bad reviews. And well, that's stuff. sometimes and like, a good thing. Yeah, every time it seems like every time that I hear a movie's getting bad reviews, uh, I watch it. And I'm like, well, what are they talking about? I mean. They obviously ain't watching the same thing I'm watching, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that movie was sick. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it both times. Yeah. And just seeing, like, I don't think that Kung Lao's ever been on film, has he? Uh, he went on the first one, or the first two, three. Yeah. I don't remember seeing him. But he's a pretty cool character. Mm-hmm. He was one of my favorites on the... Uh, 
I'm trying to remember which Mortal Kombat, but I would always fight with him or Liu Kang. Mm-hmm. I always get Raiden. Do you? Mm-hmm. He was always like difficult to fight with. Like his combos well, were difficult. The new one, the newer games, there was one combo that that's the only thing I did, and you can't, you pretty much can't stop it. But it's when he flies towards you with lightning bolts and knocks you down, and it does heck of damage. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, like if it made, that move maybe actually made me want to go buy the game again. I had. 10 I think 10 or 10 or 11 one of the two I had it for a long time I ended up trading it in because it's fun to play but really only if you're playing with somebody mm-hmm. if you're playing by yourself yeah, the story's cool in it you know but I'd rather beat like I'd rather play you and just show you how to play you know what I'm saying sure oh man coming up like kind of in the golden age of gaming like what was your favorite uh, fighting game was it Mortal Kombat? Do you remember Killer Instinct? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, then you? I'd say Street Fighter though. Street Fighter. Mortal Kombat over. It'd be Mortal Kombat than Street Fighter, but those two would be top. What about nothing... Smash Brothers? Oh, I forgot about that. I didn't even think about that being like a fighting game, but it is. That is a good game. I enjoy that. It's game. just a good genre. That'd be still number. That'd be number three for me. Uh, Mortal Kombat's number one. One Street Fighter, and then. Smash, Super Smash Brothers. I'm going to break this down different. Okay. I, th- I think as far as like a fight engine, I like Smash Brothers. The 2D? Well, no, just like the, it's, it's just a button masher. There's not like intense technique. combos. There's not technique. It's, you know, you can pick up and play it with the ne- new Smash nephew. Brothers. The new Smash Brothers has technique. Does it? Have you played it? Well, I, I see guess it so. Most of the time. Oh, well, right nowadays, the only thing I think I mean, you probably can play it on something else, but uh, on the Switch, the Nintendo Switch, and mm-hmm. there's some kids, Jonah, uh, Whiteside at church. When he found out I had a Nintendo 64, he went crazy. He was <laughs> like, dude, you got to bring it and let me play it. I was like, man, you can come to my house and play it whenever you want, you know? Yeah. But he says, I'm going to bring my Switch and we're going to play Smash Brothers. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I'm going to teach this little kid something, you know? <laughs> and I beat him, but. Man, have you ever played a Switch? Yeah. When you play... Yeah, my nephew's got one. If you play like by yourself, it, it's cool. But when you take the controllers off, man, that controller's like a... Oh, my Lord. Uh-huh. It's so small. And I was like, how do y'all play with this? Like, I don't even know what buttons to press. I couldn't even hit the, the paddles because of my fingers, how long they was. But I finally got it. I learned... I, I went with my old faithful Kirby. Oh, yeah. Just absorb... <laughs> Kirby is great like, for uh, flying attacks. I like Ness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That or Star Fox. I like Star, Star Fox. Star Fox is too. good, yeah. Uh, I'd say, like, as far as characters, Mortal Kombat was my favorite. Like, Street Fighter, to me, had, like, your stereotypical, you know, it was kind of, it wasn't, they're not the most interesting. Yeah. You know? Did you ever play Tekken? Yeah, Tekken was cool. That I think that I think I might have to redo my list. It'd be more combat, Tekken, Street Fighter, and then Smash Brothers. Yeah, because Tekken, I I grew up originally PlayStation, and that's one of the first games my dad bought was Tekken. Yeah, man, I still have that game. Next time you come to the house, we're gonna get the old PlayStation out and play it. Oh, that'd be dope. You got any, uh, man? I Dude, hope. I have over a hundred original playstation games it's a crash bandicoot i got the, i got the new one of that too yeah Crazy that game Bros. was dope when i was yeah. a kid mm-hmm. but uh i don't know booga booga. 
<laughs> Tekken had some pretty iconic characters. I like that uh, the Asian guy with like the the grill hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like mm -hmm. the spiked up. The guy with the lightning fish had the red gloves with uh -huh. the silver That's little it. things on it. That's it. What's his name? That's Tekken, ain't it? I see, I think that is the, yeah, the main guy. Yeah. I like. I always like the. Uh, I think his name's Yamashita. He was like the robot guy with Wasn't the samurai sword. Was like a tiger sword? dude? Like half, yep. half tiger mm -hmm. dude. Yep. There was a, a guy who looked like Johnny Bravo. He had the tall, mm -hmm. bouffant-looking, <laughs> cone-head hairstyle. Oh, yeah. Hey, little mama. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this? <laughs> hey, I'm surprised he, if you cancel Pepe Le Pew, I, Holy wait till you, wait till you find crap. out about Johnny Bravo. <laughs> hey, dude, that was something I was thinking about today with me and my little girl. She sat down, we was eating breakfast, fisting to, and she said she wanted to watch something. So I got my phone out, and I pulled up a... Uh, HBO Max again, mm -hmm. and at the bottom it's got a bunch of different little hubs for different like uh, it's got like Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, uh, DC, all kinds of stuff like that where you can like separate genres and whatever, whatever, however you want to say. So it. HBO owns Warner Brothers. Yes, or they just I think together? they're partners. Maybe. Okay, uh, but it had the Cartoon Network when I clicked on it, and the first thing that popped up on it was Dexter's Laboratory. She's like, "Oh, I want to watch that." I was like, "Yes." There is so much I didn't catch as a kid that I see now as an adult, and it it's crazy because she don't know, mm -hmm. but she's enjoying it for a yeah. totally different reason. And like I would laugh at it, and she would laugh only because I was laughing. That's right, because I understood it. But it's crazy how uh, how things are perceived as a child compared to an adult, and your oh, knowledge. Definitely. And, I mean, it's just knowledge is all it is, just knowing what things are. Like, and we watched Curse the Cowardly Dog, too. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe my mom let me watch this as a kid. Man, I'll be honest with you. Like, what There's else? no way that cartoon would make it today. Mm -mm. There's no way. I don't know how, they, I don't know how they, you can stream it, really. I mean, it has to be for people our age so yeah. we can watch it again. Yeah. Because, I mean, just some of the stuff they do on there, it's just like, whoa. Like, I was like, I don't know if I want Carly to watch this, you know? Mm-hmm. But there was a, I remember that show, uh, you know, I was eight, nine years old and what, some of the scenes in it kind of made me uncomfortable. Some of them are scary. It can be scary. Yeah. It can be scary. It's crazy. That Mortal Kombat movie was Fire. phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I'm excited cause you know, they're going to make another one. There's no way it didn't do good, especially cause I mean, you're not you're not just talking about people our age that like the nostalgia part of it and it something being reborn and brought back into our lives. But you look at how popular the game is. You're you're talking about younger generations with that, a lot younger. Well, and think about this: it's uh, it's a very cultural thing. It's uh, you know, I imagine some theaters probably showed this. I don't know if any around it, here did. I don't know if they did. It was, it was supposed to be in theaters. Yeah. And the idea is, like, I, I watched this movie when I was a kid, and now I get to take my kid. Yeah. To, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing as me watching Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah. With Carly. It's just something special that you can share. Yeah. Because she always asks, whatever we watch, she's like, did you used to watch this when you was a little boy? I'm like, yeah, baby, I did. I did. I used to watch it. Yeah. You know. 
Now, now, granted, you know, it's like, I don't know if I'd want an eight-year-old watching Mortal Kombat, but... Not at all. Mm-mm. No, that would be like a teenager, maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah, like you would want to watch. 14, 15. Yeah, not, not, nothing lower than that. Yeah. I wouldn't, especially the game. Game's worse. Yeah. A lot worse. Speaking I don't, of which, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I love, like, anytime you, uh... Scorpion is introduced. Get over here. That's mo- that's the most iconic thing to me. Fate- that, and even they that, they drop fatality. Yeah, that uh, that that saying. I remember when it come out when we was younger. When we was in elementary school, we'd be out playing PE or something. And that's what everybody was saying. Yeah, you know. Yep. I, yeah, that'd be awesome to be able to. I wish I had a a dagger and chain coming out of my hand. <laughs> I'd use it for, I wouldn't even use it to hurt people. I'd just be like, hey, my spit bottle's way over there. I'm like, wrap it up, bring it here. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody cooking steak. I'm like, here, get your steak. Come and get your steak. I'm like, get over here. Throw it right in the mouth. Yep. Uh, you think, I, I, you think I kept Scorpion saying, I kept saying uh, Katana, but it was, uh, it was, Mil- it was Milana. Milana, 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 yeah. Milana, yeah. Yeah, that crazy heifer. Yeah, and it was. There's so many characters that is like a, what I call what I'm going to call an OG character that I'm excited about because you we we saw one at the end of the movie that they're going to bring in the next one. Remember, I asked about him the entire yeah. time, mm-hmm. and see, I already knew. See, uh, we're not spoiling this one for you. Yeah, I I already knew that he wasn't going to be in this movie because I had read and people had told me. I was like, what? Why? Like he's. He's OG. He's OG. He's one of the originals. Like, well, that don't make no sense. But it, the since that there wasn't no tournament, it does make sense. Like, oh, they ain't gathered everybody yet. Mm-hmm. That's why you know they had a tournament, and that's why he ain't in this movie. It's because they they're plan they've planned this out. Like, they have in they probably are filming the next one now. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? I can't wait. I Dude, I'm telling you, I can't and like wait. some of my favorite characters didn't even like. I kept asking about Quan Chi. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Baraka. Yeah. And that's going to be a freaky looking dude to oh see. And the Lord. CGI and yeah, all the effects. Were, I mean, Goro looked Goro good. Goro looked He looked Reptile sick. was interesting. It was. Because, you know, the reptile that we know is looks like Scorpion and Sub-Zero is just green. He can turn into the, the chameleon thing yeah. or whatever. But... When he's fighting, normally he's like a human-looking guy. Yeah, humanoid. Got the mask and the the hoodie thing, mm-hmm. whatever. You think they'll bring Scorpion back? You think he'll be in the next movie? To be honest with you, I think... Uh, I mean, he did what he was supposed to do, right? He did the whole reason that he was wandering through hell and learned how to control his flame was so that he could get back at old old dude, and mm-hmm. he did. I think he stays. But you know they're gonna, he's going to come back. Sub-Rear is going to come back. That's what I'm saying. Like everyone that was killed off, at least on the bad side, yeah, I, I see coming back. Cause can't they pull them out of the nether realm or whatever, wherever they go? Yeah, I hope they bring Kano back because he was one of my favorites. Was he? He was hilarious, dude. Hilarious. It was so funny it watching was perfect, him. Perfect. Yeah. Yes, I laughed so. And hard. that's just the way he was, you know, like in the games and stuff. Yeah. It was very uh, tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great movie. It is. It is crazy though, cause like every. Every character has their ability that you know about, but they was different, you know. Because like Kano in the game 
has like a robot eye yeah and like half a robot head and that's how he can shoot that laser beam but in the in the movie wasn't like that in the movie he's just he just generates it i guess because he's a chosen Mm mm-hmm so he has that. I like uh, that take opportunity. though. That was like a real fresh, fresh take. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it was good to to be to take the old and add a little new, and it'd be good. You can't do that a lot. It's hard to do because mm-hmm. a lot of people, if if you take something old that you know how it's supposed to be, and then you change it up, people get upset sometimes. I think that's why the director caught so much slack about introducing somebody new. But to me, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could sell that easy. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mind like, you know, whoever a new introduction with a new film. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind it. Not you know, at all. Build the universe. Yeah. But Why not? I think there is. Um, I don't think there's enough new things out there. Um, yeah. And I don't. I don't know if people. What do you think about this? Is let's say uh, to create a new universe. Uh, you know. They made all the Harry Potter films, and then they started like an offshoot, which was a very good. Uh, I liked them better than the Harry Potter films. Uh, the why, Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, fantastic. I, I don't think they're going to do any more, but um, it's a cash cow. People, yeah. people already know that universe, and like, it's easy for people to latch onto. And plus, mm-hmm. it was pretty, it was good, right? Yeah. And you think Marvel movies? Um, Okay, now that they they went through the entire universe, they can reboot it at any time. Mm-hmm. To me, that's it's a little bit of cultural decay. Is uh, we should like think about this. You know, I asked y'all last night. Um, name a Christian uh, Christmas song. Mm, Jingle bells. Right. When was that wrote? Like Long in the forties. Uh, probably. It's probably public domain by now. Yeah, most Christmas songs are, mm-hmm. and like Mariah Carey is probably most. The, wrote the most recent hit Christmas song, All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. And even that song now is old. Yeah, but every year Christmas is number one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, think about that. It's like these cultural things. It's like we don't touch, and we don't we don't reinvent. We don't, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we just keep trying to push the same rock down the yeah. same hill, you know, instead of coming up with this new concept like, even with Lord of the Rings, man, is man, I love it. It's my favorite fantasy, but you know, let's let's do something something new. Let's have a new fantasy. Let's build a new world, yeah. you know? Well, you know, I agree with you completely. But there's some things that it, I don't think it would be worth it to to try to do again, you know what I'm saying? Like there's only so much you can do with certain things to where it just gets boring. Yeah. You know? But it it all depends on how big a fan you are, too. Like I think no matter what they come out with on certain things, I'm gonna like it. Whether they change it, whether they keep it the same, mm-hmm. I'm gonna enjoy it because that's what I like. But there are certain things that if it gets changed up, a lot of change is something people don't like. Yeah. And I think that's one battle in the world today. You know, there's so many things that people are trying to change and people are trying to hold on to it. Like, no, that's not right. This is how it's supposed to be. You you don't have no right to change it. And then the other person's like, well, you have no right to hold me back. Mm-hmm. You know? But and that, that's a different subject for a different day. But there's certain things that I wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't matter what they did. If they was in tutus, you know, I'd still watch it. Yeah. 
I'd make fun of it probably, but I'd still watch it. I'm just thinking about this, just like, you know, as some of my grandpa always said, and he's right, is you won't ever get ahead working for someone else. Huh. You won't never be your own. You'll always be behind them. Mm-hmm. And, man, I won't. <clears throat> I'm getting ready to start my OC. I think I just named it. Uh, I think we're going to call it uh, Foxfire Productions. Mm-hmm. And, man, I want to, you know, have podcasts. Uh, I want to start making our own comics, our own short films, our own fantasies, our own video games, you know, and, like, create culture. Yeah. Write books. Mm-hmm. Create stories. That's right. Create fantasies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that's really cool. And I think it can be done. I think it can be done well. It's like, you think about Image Comics. They got Spawn and The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Fairly well known. Yes. And you know, and a lot of people, like in the comic book world, say, well, there's only two. There's Marvel and or, DC. You know, DC. Yeah. And it's not true. Oh, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. I mean, you could even take it to cards, man. You, I mean, think about the card culture, you know? It's blew up in the past year. Tell me, like, cards is in, like, trading cards? That's right. Yeah, that's blew From up. From Pokemon to Yu-Gi-Oh, baseball to whatever. Football, basketball, hockey, soccer. Yeah. All of them have certain cards that are worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. That people go after. And the internet affects it a lot, you Off. know? Uh, that's the thing. That's the only reason that I got back into it. Well, besides Carly loves opening them, but you get you watch these videos of guys opening packs and they get a Charizard and they freak out. They start <laughs> yeah. screaming and hollering. You get excited with them even though it ain't even in your possession. You're just looking at it. Like you, you could pull up a picture of it and look at it, but it's not as exciting as seeing somebody yeah. opening that pack and then barely you know spreading them cards out and seeing that shiny corner like oh oh there's a guy i follow on youtube and if anybody's listening that likes watching pokemon cards open you need to watch this guy his name's david his youtube channel is david parody and uh his name is uh robert uh, yamanoto from japan and he don't speak japanese he's american or actually i think he lives in canada but it's that point He's probably one of the one of the most entertaining to watch open cars, just because he freaks out, dude. He just starts squealing. And it's just it's fun. he has certain Pokemon cars he has different names for. That's funny, making fun of them. Yeah, like Ekans. Every time he pulls an Ekans, he's like, "There's an Ekans. Spell that backwards." <laughs> you, yeah, <laughs> or Abra. Spell that backwards. And then oh, he every time he pulls a Weedle, there's a Weedle, aka me. <laughs> like it's just it's fun. It's fun. He's entertaining. <laughs> He's entertaining to watch, but he's one of those that opens up Pokemon, basketball, baseball, soccer, football, and a lot of them he'll open them up and be like, oh well, I don't. It's funny to me because he doesn't know a lot about like soccer and hockey, mm-hmm. so he'll pull a gym and won't know it. And he'll just have it laid out while he's got his phone out and he's looking. He's like, oh, my goodness. This car's worth $200. You know, it's fun to watch him. He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> David Parody. You know, yeah. and just think about, like, uh, what video games kind of did for card culture. I don't know if you ever got into, like, playing the soccer games. But there was a different um, game mode to where you would, like, pull card uh packs yeah 
you would open them up, and then you get so many, and then you have to start paying uh-huh. to get these packs, or you have to earn credits to get the, another pack. Yeah. And, like, who you pulled was literally on your team. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I was like, man, that's that's real. That's, yeah. that's put in culture within a culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty cool. I never seen that. Yeah. See, I think all I think, all that kind of stuff it belongs together if you can put it if you can be smart with your yeah. fantasies or your comics. If you want to make a game about it, an app, mm-hmm. you can weave it all together. Yeah. I think the new MLB the show does that. You can I don't know if you get them on the team or not, but I know there's a a thing on there I watched a guy, he was uh, opening it up and it was like a card or whatever and like <coughs> When it shows the card, the card goes away, and then the doors open up, and that player actually walks yeah, through or whatever. It's, it's that kind of thing. Okay, then it's probably the same thing on that show, yeah. on that game. I want to buy that game because I ain't played a baseball game forever. Xbox don't have a good. I uh, still have it down there. It was for the Xbox and PlayStation Two. Yeah, it was MVP Baseball two thousand five, mm-hmm. the only college game they ever made. <coughs> I loved it. I used to play two uh, K. ESPN 2K baseball on PlayStation 2. That's one of the, the only baseball game I've played, but it was fun. And baseball games and soccer games, uh, sport games in general, is how I found a lot of music. Mm. Like uh, the Bravery on that 2005 baseball game. Yeah. It had the Bravery on it, an honest mistake. That's cool. It's a good baseball song. Yeah. And then there was a, this ain't how I discovered Band of Horses, but I think it was uh, uh, Soccer 2012 for EA Sports. Uh, They had Band of Horses on there. Yeah. I was like, a lot of people will find your music if it gets on the game. I just thought about like 20 different games of songs I still remember from the game. Well, you remember Sean James? I've had him on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, he had one of his songs blow up because it was the opening credit song for uh, The Last of Us. Really? Mm-hmm. The first one? He's, and he's he's featured on the second la- The Last of Us as well. His music fits that game. Mm-hmm. That's another game I'm going to get because now that i got a PlayStation, I'm on. That's one of the one, two game, two of the probably five games that I wanted a PlayStation for. Yeah. So, I mean, once again, man, you can put culture on top of culture. Think about some movies like any Quentin Tarantino film. The If you want me to like your movie, like, have a real good soundtrack. Yeah. You got to have music. You know, Days of Confuse. What's memorable about it? Like, sometimes when I hear a song on the radio, I, I immediately go to Days of Confuse, mm-hmm. you know. You can, you can do that. That's the reason music so powerful. Is because it it can bring you back. And on the way over here, I was listening to Chevelle. You know, what I was thinking about baseball because that's all I used to listen to during baseball season. I don't it was know Chevelle why. and System of a Down. For yeah, me. yeah, both of them. I listen to more System Down there in football because that's a little heavier. Uh, and you you need to get a it little. Was, I remember it was me you and Jaleb on the uh, mm-hmm. on the bus going to the away games, and we would listen to System of a Down and Chevelle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget the first day I heard System of Down on the radio, on TV, when MTV played music videos. BYOB? Yep, BYOB come on. And I used to always cut it on right before I, while I was getting ready to go to school. Oh, yeah, me too, dude. And I would listen. And it, the first day it come on, I found Jaleb. I was like, dude, have you ever heard of this band? 
System of a Down? He's like, yeah. We, I was like, dude, I, I just discovered them today, and it's awesome. Uh-huh. When, uh, when we all started driving, you know, me and my brother would hang out in Liberty mm. all the time. And so you had Justin, John, and Jalob, you know, Eric, Dustin, David. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kyle. Yeah. Haven't seen him in a while. I ain't either. I hope he's doing well. Shout out, Elmore. Yeah. I'll throw back to the days of... That, I mean, that's, yeah, that, yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> Jalob introduced me to System of a Down. Did he? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing about it. You know, I was the youngest guy in the group and was riding in other people's trucks and having to hear what they were listening to, what was on the radio. Yeah. I feel like you could play the first five notes of BYOB and you could turn a lot of heads. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, <laughs> hey. It's the way it works, right? Yeah. Like you, you ever you just out chilling at a restaurant? There's some live music, and a guy just breaks out like an iconic cover. Yep. You all stop what you're doing. Yeah. Turn your head. Like had fork going in the mouth. Yeah. And most of the time, <laughs> hey, that judgment thing we was talking about. Because I know a lot of times when that happens, I'm like, what's he doing? Yeah. Is he gonna do it right? Oh yeah. He better do it right. <laughs> <laughs> or I won't say something. <laughs> most of the time, I end up like, man, that's pretty good. Yeah. I like your perception on it. Like the way you take it, yeah. Like the way you take it and throw it at me. Mm. Well, dude, anything else to do on this one? I don't reckon, man. It's been a good one. All right. Hey, news and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. If you haven't done so already, I would ask you would rate and review the show. Thank you for sharing it with your friends, and uh, and that's how it grows. Uh, It's very organic. Thank you all so much. Um. About to play a song that is available on my YouTube channel. We are trying to get up to 100 subscribers so that we can start live streaming the show on the YouTubes. Similar to what we do with Untapped and Vinyl on the Facebook page of Porch Talk. Yeah, you can find us on the socials as well. But here is uh, one of my songs. It's called Georgia. All right. Thanks, guys. Out of here. She's on my mind No, it ain't the place It's a state of mind And she'll be walking out of my life here soon I don't know what I should do what I do Come on baby you'll stay with me Oh let's just be And I missed you once Don't wanna it again Come on, George
Georgia. You own my mind. Telling you now that girl's electricity lights up my world, Lord, she's in my veins. So it won't be long, it'll be growing dark. Have to find a way to carry on. Come on and carry on well, Baby, you'll stay with me Oh, let's just be And I missed you once I don't wanna it again Come on Georgia You on my mind You with me all the time now I say you on my mind I don't wanna do it again